ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ರೀಡಿಂಗ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಕ್ಯಾಂಟೋ ಫೋರ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಟ್ವೆಂಟಿ ಫೋರ್ ವರ್ಸ್ ನಂಬರ್ ಟ್ವೆಂಟಿ the chapter is chanting the song chanting the song sung by lord shiva sa samudram upavistinam apashyam samahatsaraah mahan mana iva swachcham prasanna sharilasayam ಸಮುದ್ರಂ ಉಪವಿಸ್ತೀರ್ಣ ಅಪಶ್ಯಾಂಸ ಮಹಾತ್ಸರಾ ಮಹಾನ್ ಮನ ಇವ ಸ್ವಚ್ಛ ಪ್ರಸನ್ನ ಶಲಿಲಾಸಯಂ ಸಮುದ್ರಂಪವಿಸ್ತೀರ್ಣ ಅಪಶ್ಯಾಂಸ ಮಹಾತ್ಸರಾ ಮಹಾನ್ ಮನ ಇವ ಸ್ವಚ್ಛ ಪ್ರಸನ್ನ ಶಲಿಲಾಸಮುದ್ರಂ ಆಲ್ಮೋಸ್ಟ್ ನಿಯರ್ ದ ಓಷನ್ ಉಪ ಮೋರ್ ಆರ್ ಲೆಸ್ ವಿಸ್ತೀರ್ಣ ವೆರಿ ವೈಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಲಾಂಗ್ ಅಪಶ್ಯಾನ್ ದೇಸ ಸುಸಮಹಾತ್ ಸುಮಹಾತ್ ವೆರಿ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ ಸರಹ ರಿಸರ್ವಾಯರ್ ಆಫ್ ವಾಟರ್ ಮಹಾತ್ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ ಸೋಲ್ ಮನಃ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಇವ ಲೈಕ್ ಸ್ವಚ್ಛಂ ಕ್ಲಿಯರ್ ಪ್ರಸನ್ನ ಜಾಯ್ಫುಲ್ ಶಲೀಲಾ ವಾಟರ್ ಆಶಯಂ ಟೇಕ್ ಶೆಲ್ಟರ್ ಆಫ್ translation while traveling the prachetas happened to see a great reservoir of water which seemed almost as big as the ocean the water of this lake was so calm and quiet that it seemed like the mind of a great soul and its inhabitants the aquatics appeared very peaceful and happy to be under the protection of such a watery reservoir translation with repetition while traveling the prachetas happened to see a great reservoir of water which seemed almost as big as the ocean the water of this lake was so calm and quiet that it seemed like the mind of a great soul and its inhabitants the aquatics appeared very peaceful and happy to be under the protection of such a watery reservoir purport the word samudra means near the sea the reservoir of water was like a bay or it was not very far from the sea the word upa meaning more or less is used in many ways 
as in the word upapati which indicates a husband more or less that is to say a lover who is acting like a husband upa also means greater smaller or nearer considering all these points the reservoir of water which was seen by the prachetas while they were traveling was actually a large bay of lake and unlike the sea or ocean which has turbulent waves this reservoir was very quiet very calm and quiet indeed the water was so clear that it seemed like the mind of some great soul there may be many great souls gnanis yogis bhaktas or pure devotees are called great souls but they are very rarely found one can find many great souls amongst yogis and gnanis but a truly great soul a pure devotee of the lord who is fully surrendered to the lord is very rarely found samahatma sudurlabha 7.19 a devotee's mind is always calm quiet and desireless because he is always anya bilashita shunyam having no desire other than to serve krishna as his personal servant friend father mother or conjugal lover due to his association with krishna a devotee is always very calm and cool it is also significant that within that reservoir all the aquatics were all were also very calm and quiet because the, the disciples of a devotee have taken shelter of a great soul they become very calm and quiet and are not agitated by the waves of the material world this material world is often described as an ocean of nations in such an ocean everything is agitated the mind of a great devotee is also like an ocean or a very large lake but there is no agitation as stated in bhagavad gita 2.41 vyavasayatmika buddhir ekeha kurunandana those who are fixed in the service of the lord are not agitated by anything it is also stated in bhagavad gita 6.22 yasmin sthito na dukhe na gurunaapi vichalyate even if he suffers some reversals in life a devotee is never agitated therefore whoever takes shelter of a great soul or a great devotee become pacified in the chaitanya charitamrita madhyalila 19.149 it is stated krishna bhakta nishkama athayeva shanta a devotee of lord krishna is always peaceful because he has no desire whereas the yogis karmis and nanis have so many desires to fulfill one may argue that the devotees have desires for they wish to go back home back to godhead but such a desire does not agitate the mind although he wishes to go back to godhead a devotee is satisfied in any condition of life consequently the word mahan manaha is used in this verse to indicate that the reservoir of water was as calm and quiet as the mind of a great devotee ಭಾಗವತಸ್ತೋಭಾವಕಾಮಲೋಭಾಧಯಶ್ಚೇತೈರನಾಧ್ಯ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣಚೈತನ್ಯಪ್ರಭುನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ್ರೀಯದ್ವೈತಗರಾಧರ ಶಿವಸಿಗೌರಭಕ್ತರಿಂದ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರ
Maharaj Prithu, his eldest son, whose name was Vijitsava, Vijitsva, he had us, he was the eldest of the sons, and then he also had his younger brothers, and he was very affectionately disposed to them, and he was the emperor of the entire world. And he gave these four brothers, he had his four brothers different directions to govern, and he was very affectionate to them. And then because uh, he was uh, uh, pleased by Lord Indra, he was given the name Antardana. Antardana was the name of, uh, because he, when Indra stole the horse in the Ashwamedha Yagna, he did not protest, and so Indra was very pleased, and he was given name Antardana. Then this Antardana, he got married to uh, Shikhandini, and then they had three sons named Pavaka, Pavamana, and Shuchi. And then Antardana, again, he, he married another marriage, and his second wife was Nabhashwati, and she had, uh, and together they had uh, a good son called Havirdhana. Then after that, Vijitsava, he didn't want to, actually, while he was ruling, he was not very pleased to exact taxes from his citizens, and nor he wanted to punish them, nor he wanted to put fines for all the heavy fines. So he was not very happy to do that. And consequently, he happened to retire from that uh, kingship, and then he wanted to perform great sacrifices. And while performing these great sacrifices, he was actually very self-realized soul and very intelligent. And consequently, he happened to worship the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and he pleased the Lord, and ultimately he achieved his desired destination, going back to Godhead. Then after that, what happened? This Havirdhan, his, he got married to Havirdhani, and then they had six sons. Their names were their names were Barhishat and then Barhishat was the first name and then Krishna, Shukla, Satya and then Jitavrata. So they had these six sons. And out of these six sons, the eldest son was Barhishat. And he was a very powerful son who did great, he, he was very expert in performing Vedic sacrifices. And also, he was also expert in mystic yoga practice. And therefore, due to his, because of his high qualifications, he was made to become a Prajapati. So consequently, in those days, what happened? When the creation happened, there weren't many living entities and there and there were very few living entities and demigods, and those who were very powerful, they were made as prajapatis. And like Brahma, Brahma was a prajapati, and then Swayambhuva Manu was a prajapati, Daksha was prajapati. Similarly, even uh, this Prachina Barhishat was made prajapati due to his high qualifications. And he also performed great, so many sacrifices, one after the other, and then um, he went on performing because he was deeply 
uh, immersed in this Vedic sacrifices, one after the other, he went on performing Vedic sacrifices. In that, Parpar Prabhupada says that now one has to perform the Sankirtan Yagna. Huh? That is the sacrifice recommended for this age of Kali. And in that way, so many, many, many thousands of people will get attracted to. And one need not, even though they chant the holy name very sarcastically, very uh, uh, joyfully and different, different ways, like, you know, uh, still it is very effective. And also, like, Prachina Bharishat had to spend so much money in order to perform these sacrifices. But in this age of Kali, we don't have to do any of those uh, uh, elaborate expenses. Just by chanting the holy name of Krishna, we can attain the goal of life. So then what happened, this Prachina Barhishat, he, because he was very... Uh, and then Lord Brahma instruct, instructed Prachina Barhishat to marry uh, the ocean, daughter of the ocean, who her name was Satadruti. In Satadruti and Prachina Barhishat, when the marriage was happening, what happened? So many great people from all over the world were assembled there, and they were all like, you know, and uh, while the Satadruti, she was very, very beautiful to look, and she was looking, she was very young, and she was wearing very beautiful ornaments, like generally in the marriage, Vedic marriages, we wear a lot of ornaments, very beautiful sari, and you know, they... She was very beautifully decorated and uh, while she was circumambulating her husband and the fire and everything and this Agni, uh, Agni Dev, he got attracted to her and wanted to have her company. So like that and uh, not only that, the great like uh, denizens of heavens like Gandharvas and uh, all these people, the great sages, the demons, everybody who were, at, uh, uh, who were assembled there, just by seeing her walk around the, uh, uh, this uh, arena of marriage, they, they could hear the ankle bells and they got attracted to her. So like this, even great souls who are trying, like, you know, who are try, endeavoring to, but they also can get uh, uh, no, uh, attracted to the women. That is why women is considered to be a representation of Maya. So they got attracted to uh, the Satadruti. So one has to be like in that purport, it is said that one has to be very, very careful when dealing with the woman because uh, even by, like even Krishna says in Gita that purushasya vipaschitaha indriyani pramatini haranti prasabham manaha even a man who is trying, endeavoring to control the senses, even such a person, the senses are so strong and impetuous, O Arjuna, that they forcibly carry away a man of intelligence, even one who is trying to, endeavoring to control them. So, even the great people, they were also getting attracted to her beauty. Of course, Prachina Barhishat and then um, his wife, Prachina and Satadruti, they both together, they had ten sons. And these ten sons, they were called Prachetas. They were very, very famous, and they were called Dharmasnataha. Means they were very, very expert in following the religious principles, religion. And they were full of high good qualities, and they had good qualities, and then good knowledge, and good character, and they were following the uh, rules and regulations very, very properly. So they were a perfect sons 
this prachat, uh, prachetas were perfect sons and they were ordered by their father prachina barhishat to uh, marry and beget children so in order to do that they went to the uh, they went in deep into the to perform to fulfill the mission of their father about the order of their father they went deep into the ocean and then they started to do great austerities and penances and uh, so in that way they tried to please the master of the uh, austerities and penances the supreme personality of godhead so it is said and also they took the order of their father on their head and they wanted to prosecute prosecute it and also uh, they pleased the supreme personality of godhead so it is said in bhagavad gita that the this austerity of the body austerity of the mind and austerity of the speech austerity of the body consists of దేవద్విజగురు ప్రజ్ఞా పూజనం శౌచమర్జవం బ్రహ్మచర్యం హింసాచ శారీరం తపవుచ్చతే ఆస్టరిటీ ఆఫ్ ద బాడీ కన్సిస్ ఇన్ వర్షిప్ ఆఫ్ ద సుప్రీం లార్డ్ వాట్స్ వాట్ ఈస్ ద ఆస్టరిటీ ఆఫ్ ద బాడీ వర్షిప్ ఆఫ్ ద సుప్రీం లార్డ్ ద బ్రాహ్మణాస్ సుపీరియర్స్ లైక్ బ్రాహ్మణాస్ ద స్పిరిచువల్ మాస్టర్స్ అండ్ ద సుపీరియర్స్ లైక్ ఫాదర్ అండ్ మదర్ అండ్ ఇన్ క్లెన్లీనెస్ simplicity celibacy and non violence these are the austerities of the body so this prachetas they were involved in this great austerities and penances and they uh, they worship the supreme personality of godhead which is the austerity of the body worship the supreme personality of godhead and the brahmanas and also the spiritual master who was the spiritual master spiritual master their spiritual master eventually they will meet lord shiva they uh, they Uh, accepted lord shiva as their spiritual master and they took the instructions from from uh, the from their spiritual master and they executed completely wholeheartedly with great care and attention so that way they did the austerity of the body consists of speak uh, worshiping the supreme lord they please the supreme lord and also worship of the brahmanas and spiritual master and also superiors like the father and mother and also in cleanliness simplicity celibacy and non violence so they also please their father and mother like the father instructed them to go and beget children so in those days in these days nowadays when we have to have children we don't worry about anything just you know we uh, mix and then we have children but in those days having children was a very uh, great uh, austerity like you know they wouldn't simply go and have uh intercourse and have children it was not like that they used to first perform austerities and penances and purify their consciousness huh? it's not like just like whimsically doing activities so it was very perfectly done they because they were asked to do uh, beget children because um this barhishat prachina barhishat was prajapati and he ordered prachetas to beget children they didn't just go and quickly get married and have children they wanted to do perform austerities and penances for 10000 years why was that they wanted to purify the consciousness because they want to have good children because the world needs this good population so that the religious principle are, religious principles are maintained and god consciousness will prevail that is the complete uh, science of 
getting married and children and so that we flood the world with good population that was the predicament of arjuna also in the bhagavad gita he said that if the women become unwanted uh, uh, polluted there'll be unwanted children huh everything will be very hellish so and the uh, period and this periodically offering water and food to the forefathers will be stopped so this is the proper consciousness one has to have children and also when we read in the 6th canto of shrimad bhagavatam the 5th chapter narada was cursed by prajapati daksha there also when all this hariyaswas and savalaswas the 10000 sons of uh, uh, daksha prajapati they were ordered to beget children uh, so they also went to narayana saras where the great sages and uh, great souls they meditate there and this place is so peaceful so tranquil so great everything was so perfect so they are very quietitude they took bath three times and they meditated and they become so perfect in their consciousness uh, of course they happen to meet narada muni but here they uh, prachetas are meeting uh, lord shiva and then getting instruction and they happen to meet lord shiva and they asked lord lord shiva was very very merciful to them and he gave the knowledge of the absolute truth to them and then accepting them uh, as and meditating on these instructions and also taking them uh, and constantly chanting them and then worshiping these instructions they followed it with great care and attention prachetas so that way they uh, pleased the supreme lord and also the brahmanas and also the spiritual masters lord shiva and also the superiors like father and mother they took the order of their father on their head and they wanted to uh, fulfill the order of their uh, father so that this way this is the austerity of the body and then when it comes to the austerity of the speech it is said that anudvega karam vakyam satyam priyahitam chayat swadhyaya abhyasanam chayva vanmayam tapochyate austerity of the speech consists of speaking words that are truthful pleasing beneficial and not agitating to others and also in regularly reciting vedic literatures so this is the austerity of the body mind and speech so like this the prachetas fulfill all these things and then when they met lord shiva he instructed them about the absolute truth and also uh, they took this uh, instructions very very seriously and then vidura is asking maitreya these questions shrimad bhagavatam is full of questions and answers questions and answers and actually when vidura wanted to know when this when there is a discussion between these two great souls it must be very very purposeful so that is why here vidura is asking to lord shiva why did prachetas meet lord shiva and what happened in the meeting what was discussed in that meeting and how the lord shiva became very pleased with them and how he instructed them i want to know i certainly want to know about this such talks are very very important like even in the assemblage when the shrimad bhagavatam was spoken when sutagwa swami was answering was um, narrating to this uh, sages of naimisharanya there are lot of questions uh, uh, asked about how did parikshit what 
did Parikshit ask Sukadeva Goswami and what was related to that? So like that and also in Bhagavad Gita, what Arjuna asked the question and how Krishna answered. So these discussions are very, very important for everybody. So that is why Vidura is very, very, very curious, very inquisitive to know about this. What was the discussion that happened between Prachetas and Lord Shiva? So these discussions are very, very important. And this Bhagavatam is full of questions and answers. And people, right, in the, right from the beginning of the day, the question and answering happening. In the morning, when we wake up in the trees, the birds, they're, kick, 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 kick. they're asking questions. And then there's answering happening. And the, in the court, the judges are, the, the uh, people are asking and the judge is answering. So like that in the schools, the ch- students are asking question and teacher is answering. So like that every in the share market also there's so much questioning and answering happening. So what is the value of asking such questions? The real questions one should be asked is about this, how Vidura is asking. What was the purpose of their meeting? What was the discussion that happened? These are the relevant subjects. Even in the beginning of Srimad Bhagavatam, that uh, it was said that munayaha sadhu prishtoham bhavadbir loka mangalam yatkrita krishna samprashno enatma suprasidati. Huh? So what, what type of questions one should ask? Questions that is yatkrita krishna samprashno. It should be connected to Krishna. So those are the questions that will really satisfy the cells. Even before answering the question, the question itself is glorified. In many places in Bhagavatam, even the question, even before the question is answered, the question itself is glorified. Why? It is about Krishna Katha. Any other question asked in the material world is totally useless question. Like I told you, in the whole in everywhere in the world, there's so much question and answering happening. What is the use of such a questioning answer, question and answering? So questions related to Krishna, yayatma suprasidati, savai pumsham paro dharmo yato bhakti radhoksaje, yayatma supradis, savai pumsham paro dharmo yato bhakti radhoksaje, ahaitoki apratihata, yayatma suprasidati. These are the questions that will completely satisfy the heart. So these are the questions one should be asking. So here, Vidura uh, was very uh, inquisitive to know what was the discussion. These are the uh, inquisitiveness we should have. What was the discussion? What was the great? It is said that, Satam prasangam mamavirya samvido bhavanti rasayana kataha tajyoshanadasu apavarga vartmani shraddharatir bhaktira nukramishyati satam prasangam mamavirya samvido When the, all the devotees they assemble, what they should do? Satam prasang mamavirya samvido bhavanti hrutkarna rasayana We should hear rasayana kata of who? the Supreme Personality of Godhead. We have to hear, glorify and chant. These are the activities we should be actually doing. And even in the first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, the last chapter of the 19th canto of the first 19th chapter of the first canto, there were two very, very important questions that was asked by Parikshit Maharaj. First he asked to the sages who were assembled there, because he was going to die in very soon and all the sages from all over the world were assembled there. And that time he first asked these two questions to the sages who were assembled there. What is the duty of everyone at all times? And what is the duty of a person who is about to die? 
these were the two very very most important questions it was not only of parikshit it is we should also be asking these two questions because we are also going to die uh, what is the duty of everyone at all times and what and what especially what is the duty of a person who is about to die hmm? and then he asked two more questions other questions to what one should be doing and what one should not be doing hmm? what one should hear about glorify chant and what what one should be doing and one what one should not be doing and again later when sukadev goswami also appears there's a description of how the limbs of how the sukadev goswami's body was built how his limbs were very perfectly built and then they welcomed him very well and gave the seat of esteem because he was going to recite srimad bhagavatam for 7 days and 7 nights to this great devotees parikshit maharaj and again parikshit asked the similar question uh, again the two same questions were asked to sukadev goswami what is the duty of everyone at all times and what is the duty of a person who is about to die and then the answer to these two questions from the entire shrimad bhagavatam 12 cantos so the answer to these questions the entire shrimad bhagavatam so we all we are all all going also going to die we should be asking similar question what is the duty of everyone at all times and then second canto of shrimad bhagavatam begins very very powerfully how does it begin what one should not be doing is first discussed then what one should be doing dehapatya kalatradish atma sainyesh asasvapi tesham pramutto nidanam pashyan api na pashyati nidraya hriyate naktam vyavayena cha bhavayah divacharte hayarajan kutumba varanena va so what is the householders who are involved in materialistic activities how do they spend their lifetime in the daytime either in earning money or in maintaining family members and at night either in sleeping or in sex indulgence huh? so this is how they are infallible so the, this is how the whole like what one should not be doing they should hear about the subject matters varyaneshate prashna kutoloka hritam rupa uh so like that no the question should be varyaneshate prashna kutoloka hritam rupa atavit sammatah pumsham strotadyadishu yapparah so these are the hearing there are many subject matters for hearing human society o emperor huh? what one should be hearing huh? this is the most shravanam the entire shrimad bhagavatam is first telling shravanam when we do proper shravanam then we can do perfect kirtanam hearing is so powerful process even the first sense that develops in the womb of the mother for the child is hearing and last sense that leaves when we die is also hearing hearing from the womb to tomb from the womb to tomb ha from in the beginning parikshit maharaj he heard shrimad bhagavatam in the womb of his mother and the mother was sleeping actually the baby was hearing and then actually what happens in the 6th chapter of the 7th canto at the very end there is a question asked after because prahlad maharaj instruct the schoolmates no on this so after hearing all these instructions he is asking this very important question he is asking all this uh, de- the students the demoniac schoolmates of prahlad is asking this question 
we always see that you are confined in the four walls of the palace when did you hear when did you get this transcendental knowledge we would more we want to hear we want to know when did you get this opportunity to hear because you were born in a demoniac family you were confined in the four walls how did you get this transcendental knowledge then prahlad maharaj says that when i was in the womb of my mother narad muni he imparted this transcendental knowledge to my mother and while he instruct he was imparting this transcendental knowledge to my mother i was in the womb i was also hearing and what happened my mother dozed off and i continued to hear and then when narad muni gave a pause he said please continue i am hearing please continue so the child in the mother's womb was hearing very very attentively and then it is said that uh, when uh, hiranyakashipu went to do great austerities into mandarachala mountain headed uh, and then all these demigods headed by indra they came to attack the palace of hiranyakashipu that time what happened they came to break everything kill everyone and all that that time they t- started to arrest this khayadu then uh, at the right time narad muni appeared in on the scene then he said why are you why are you uh, like you know keep putting her in your custody you know why are you arresting her release her she is completely sinless she is she is completely uh, uh, she is very innocent and sinless come on release her then narad muni said uh, then they said that no no we cannot release her guess what in the womb of this lady there is a seed of this great demon you know till that child is delivered we cannot release her then uh, when they when uh, they said that then narad muni said you are completely mistaken in the womb of this lady there is a pure devotee of the lord you cannot you cannot definitely kill the child kill that uh, devotee so is a great devotee then because they were demigods you know they took the instruction of narad muni and then they, if it were if it were demons they wouldn't take that instruction but the narmani when they heard from narmani that there's a pure devotee in the womb of this khayadu they immediately not only took this instruction from narmani they also circumambulated khayadu why because there was a pure devotee in the womb of this lady and then narmani said and then uh, uh, of course narmani brought this uh, khayadu to his ashram and gave great care to her it saw that she was completely safe from any other from all the other directions and he um, instructed the shrimad bhagavatam and she did menial services to naradmani of course and he imparted this transcendental knowledge to khayadu and the the baby in the womb of the mother was hearing very very attentively and he said that my mother due to being women and less intelligent she has forgotten all these instructions but whereas me i remember it very very well and because i heard from this disciplic succession coming from narad muni and i understood this knowledge and you also if you follow my instruction and hear from me and follow this then you will also attain that perfection so that is how so these are the instructions very very beautiful the hearing is so powerful from the womb to the tomb no the first sense that develops in the mother's womb for the baby is hearing and the last sense that leaves is also hearing 
So hearing is very, very important. So now coming back to this Prachetas, they heard the instructions of Lord Shiva and they followed it with great care and attention. So then what happened then? Of course, uh, these were the questions that uh, they, uh, Vidura asked uh, Maitreya Muni that what was the discussion that happened that we all discussed just now and then it is and, the, uh, and then Vidura said that he continued the question saying that it is very very difficult for the ordinary living entities who are encaged in this material body uh, to have a personal contact with this Lord Shiva how did this happen you know even the great devotees who are completely free from material attachment and who are constantly meditating on Lord Shiva who are desiring to have his contact, they are not able to get that contact. How come this happened? No? This was the question that was, that was asked. And then, of course, Lord Shiva being very, very merciful, he... And Lord Shiva is not an ordinary person at all. He was most powerful demigod, second only to the Lord Vishnu. In self and is also self-sufficient. Although he has nothing to aspire for in the material world, for the benefit of those in the material world, he is always busily engaged everywhere and is accompanied by his dangerous energies like Goddess Kali and Durga. So this is the great, like you know, Paradukha Dukhi. Even for himself, Lord Shiva is self-sufficient. He doesn't need anything from from any from anybody but still he is very very merciful huh? he comes to the material world so that to liberate people who are in lower modes of nature in mode of ignorance mode of passion to deliver them he comes to this material world and to do good that is why he is called Shiva means all auspicious hmm? then the great sage Maitreya continued my dear Vidura because of their pious nature like we said, dharma snatanaha, dharma snataha. What are these prachetas? They were completely following the religion perfectly. Because they were following the religion perfectly, they were full of good qualities. They were shibhutaptanrinam, pitrinam, like all this. No? There are, he was completely, kuto uh, mahadguna, uh, it is said that abhakta, Kuto Mahadguna, where can we get good qualities from people who are not devotees of the Lord? So because they were devotees, they are full of following the religion very, very perfectly because they were in perfection and they had full of they were full of good qualities and full of knowledge and good character and they were like, you know. So this uh, uh, Prachetas, they and also like before I told, they followed the austerity of the body. Uh, they consist of worship of the Supreme Lord, the Brahmanas, the spiritual master. They did all this, they performed the austerities of pleasing the Supreme Lord and also the Brahmanas and also the spiritual master and superiors like the father and mother. They took the instruction of uh, Prachina Bharshichat very, very seriously and they did these great austerities and please the Supreme Personality of Godhead who is the master of all austerities. Huh? It, it, even in the, at the last part of the 17th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, it is said that Ashattayahu Tamdattam Tapasta Trividam Narei Apalash. So it is said that all austerities, sacrifices and penances, if they are not performed, for the satisfaction of the Supreme Lord, they remain 
they are all impermanent and they are asat. Huh? They neither give, uh, they are impermanent and then they are asat. They cannot give any uh, happiness either in this world or in the next. Huh? One should chant Om Tat Sat. They are the representation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And if we don't satisfy the Supreme Lord, everything will be on the only material plane and it won't yield the desired result. So everything that we do, ultimately we have to chant Om Tat Sat. It should end with Om Tat Sat. Uh, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So the Prachetas, they fulfill. And also, because of their pious nature, all the sons of Prachina Barishat, very seriously accepted the words of their father with heart and soul, and with these words on their heads, they went to, toward west to execute their father's order. And then, while traveling, the Prachetas happened to see a great reservoir of water, which seemed almost as big as the ocean. The water of this lake was so calm and quiet that it seemed like the mind of a great soul and its inhabitants, the aquatics, appeared very peaceful and happy to be under the protection of such a watery reservoir. And also Prachetas, they took the instructions of Lord Shiva very, very seriously and they executed with great care and attention. The secret of spiritual life is satisfying the spiritual master. So that is said that yasya deve para bhaktir yatha deve tatha guru tasya te So it is said that yasya deve para bhaktir So whoever satisfies the supreme personality of Godhead and the spiritual master, all the imports of the Vedic literatures are revealed to them. No? So unto those people who have implicit faith in the Supreme Lord and the spiritual master, all the essence, all the imports of the Vedic literatures are automatically revealed to them. So here, Prachetas, they followed the order of their spiritual master, the uh, Lord Shiva, with great, care with great care and attention. And they got the mercy of the of Lord Shiva and they got the instruction and they carried forward those instructions very with great care. And here in this verse it is said that they are comparing this great reservoir of water which seemed almost as big as the ocean. The water of this lake was so calm and quiet and it seemed like the mind of a great soul. What is the so they are comparing the mind of the great soul here, how it is very calm and quiet, not agitated by the waves of this material pool, ocean, uh, material existence. Very calm and cool. So inhabitants, like and its uh, inhabitants, the aquatics appeared very peaceful and happy. So why the devotees are can be attain that peace and pro, tranquil uh, disposition? Very quiet and calm. Because they have completely surrendered unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Anukulyasya sankalpa pratikulyasya varjanam rakshishyati vishwaso guptutpe varanam tata atmanikshepa karpanni shadvida sharanagati. They are completely surrendered. Uh, it is also said that uh, in the material world, the jnanis, the yogis, they, you can find so many of them, but bhaktas are very, very rare. It is... Uh, Samahatmasu durlabaha manushyanam sahasreshu 
कश्चिद कश्चिन माम वेति आउट ऑफ मेनी थाउजेंड सेन हार्डली वन नोस मी इन ट्रूथ द प्योर डिवोटी इज वेरी वेरी रेर वाई बिकॉज ही इज कंप्लीटली surrendered unto the supreme personality of godhead the waves of this material desires they don't disturb him because he is complete full in himself it is said in shrimad bhagavad gita verse second chapter 70th verse apuryamanam machala pratishtam samudramapah pravishanti yadvat tadvat kamayam pravishanti sarve sashanti mapnoti na kama kami a person who is not disturbed by the incessant flow of desires which enters like that enter like rivers into the ocean which is ever being filled and but is always still he is the person achieves peace not the person who endeavors to satisfy such desires hmm? so this is this is the real peaceful person who is that a person who is not disturbed by the incessant flow of desires which enter that in which enter like the rivers into the ocean hmm? which is ever being filled but is always still as only such people can alone achieve peace not the person who strives to satisfy such desires hmm? because a person who is very very peaceful because he is completely full in himself in krishna consciousness he doesn't need anything externally huh, to satisfy him he is so absorbed in krishna consciousness and nothing can shake him huh? his determination is so fixed huh, and steady sthita dhir muni ruchyate yasarvatra nabisnehas tat tat prapya shubhashubham nabinandati nadveshti tasya pragna pratish he is sthita pragna na he will be completely fixed and also in 66th verse of bhagavad gita the lord says that nasti buddhira yuktasya nacha yuktasya bhavana nacha bhavayate shantir ashantasya kutasukam ah huh? uh, so how can one become very very peaceful one can never uh, those who are not krishna consciousness they those who are not krishna conscious can have neither transcendental intelligence nor the steady mind without which there is no possibility of peace how can there be any happiness without peace huh? so happiness comes from uh, peace comes from happiness when there is no happiness how can there be peace so the pure devotees they are completely immersed so much in krishna how can they be how can they attain such a such a exalted position by higher taste by because by experiencing a higher taste when they have so much higher taste in krishna consciousness where is the need for them vishaya vinivartante niraharasya dehinah rasavarjam rasopyasya param drishtva nivartate by ex- huh? what is that param drishtva nivartate though the embodied soul may be restricted from sense enjoyment the taste for sense objects remains but by seizing such engagements by experiencing a higher taste he is fixed in his consciousness hmm? that is the superior consciousness otherwise the senses they are like whirling they'll just take us astray 
ಈವನ್ ದ ಲೈಕ್ ಯತೋಹ್ಯಪಿ ಕೌಂತೆಯ ಪುರುಷಸ್ಯ ವಿಪಶ್ಚಿತ ಇಂದ್ರಿಯಾಣಿ ಪ್ರಮಾಥಿನಿ ಹರಂತಿ ಪ್ರಸಬಮ್ಮನ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಸೆಟ್ ದಟ್ ಈವನ್ ದ ಸೆನ್ಸಸ್ ಆರ್ ಸೋ ಇಂಪೆಚಸ್ ಸ್ಟ್ರಾಂಗ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಇಂಪೆಚಸ್ ಅರ್ಜುನ ದೇ ಫೋರ್ಸಬಲಿ ಕ್ಯಾರಿ ಅವೇ ದ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಈವನ್ ಆಫ್ ಅ ಮ್ಯಾನ್ ಆಫ್ ಡಿಸ್ಕ್ರಿಮಿನೇಷನ್ ಹೂ ಇಸ್ ಎಂಡವರಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಕಂಟ್ರೋಲ್ ದೆಮ್ ವೆರಿ ವೆರಿ ಸೆನ್ಸಸ್ ದೇ ಲೈಕ್ ಯು ನೋ ದೇ ಟೇಕ್ ಅಸ್ ಕಂಪ್ಲೀಟ್ಲಿ ಸೊ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ವೈ ಒನ್ಸ್ ಒನ್ಸ್ ವಿ completely immerse us in krishna consciousness though the embodied soul may be restricted from sense enjoyment the taste for sense objects remains but by seizing such engagement by experiencing higher taste is completely fixed in consciousness and what are the qualification of this pure devotees titikshava karunika sahradam sarvadehinam ajata shatrava shanta sadhava sadhubhushanah titikshava they are very tolerant karunika they are very merciful titikshava karunika suhrudam sarvadehinam they are friends to all living entities hmm? ajata shatrava they have no enemies that is why they are very very peaceful shanta huh? sadhava sadhu bhushana these are the qualifications of a sadhu who is completely immersed in krishna consciousness for such people this material waves which constantly agitate the mind they do not because they are complete they are heavy they are full in krishna consciousness enjoying the bliss from within for such people they are very fixed so like that here it is they are compared to the calm and quiet ocean because the sometimes the waves like sometimes even when we go to the beach sometimes the waves are so rough huh? and sometimes they are very calm and peaceful so prachaitas when they went they saw this while traveling the prate the prachaitas happened to see a great reservoir of water which seemed almost as big as the ocean the water of this lake was so calm and quiet that it seemed like the mind of a great soul and its inhabitants the aquatics appeared very peaceful and happy to be under the protection of such a watery reservoir and also i said that in the purport purposes krishna bhakta nishkama athayeva shanta bhukti mukti siddhi kami sakali ashanta only krishna bhakta can get, attain that uh, shanta huh? very peaceful how can there be any happiness without peace huh? so that is why uh, also it is said that what is the three point peace formula bhoktaram yagna tapasam sarvaloka maheshwaram suhrudam sarvabhutanam gnatva mam shanti mrichat it is said that a person in full consciousness of me knowing me to be the ultimate beneficiary of all sacrifices and austerities the supreme lord of all planets and demigods the benefactor and well-wisher of all living entities attains peace from the pangs of material miseries hmm? this is the three point peace formula and also how can we get this higher taste especially how to get this is prabhupa says here can you all see this picture here what is this picture a serpent huh? and two 
people getting into that serpent they are sleeping what does the serpent represent the time factor ha huh? kala sarpa we are all entering into the mouth of this and what is written here is over sleeping the killer of sadhana <laughs> over sleeping the killer of sadhana and you want to hear what the instruction of srila prabhupada is here one who cannot rise early in the morning he is not spiritually serious that is the test one once again i will read one who cannot rise early in the morning he is not spiritually serious that is the test so waking up in the morning is very very important it is not only to the brahmacharis who are temple residents it is also very imperative for to the grahasthas who are living in the houses because morning time brahmamurta is considered very very auspicious time and very very favorable for the cultivation of spiritual life if we sleep over that then till the next morning again the same we cannot duplicate the influence of that time till we wait for the next morning and again we sleep over that morning that night again and won't wake up again we will be at the great loss so over over sleeping the killer of sadhana one who is very serious about about the spiritual life he has to use the time very very carefully prahlad maharaj also says in the 6th chapter of the 7th canto every human being has a maximum duration of life of 100 years over sleep actually sleeping is also a sense gratification hmm? every human being has a maximum duration of 100 years but one who cannot control his senses he has a lifespan of only 50 years where did the other 50 go in sleeping hmm although he is living he is actually sleeping ha huh? he is sleeping and then the other 50 years went in sleep and in 24 hours 12 hours goes in sleep and 12 hours only he is awake that means in 100 years only 50 years and he is very nicely telling how we spend that 100 years of course nobody is living for 100 years now but he is again telling how we spend that 100 years first 10 years in childhood bewilderment and the next 10 years some 10 to 20 in sporting and playing children between that age na they are very interested in sporting playing cricket tennis soccer football netball swimming all these things huh? and then the next so first 20 gone first 10 in childhood bewilderment next 10 in sporting and playing and the last 20 in old age and invalidity cannot even perform the material activities in the last 20 years invalid huh? old age that time we have two legs now that time we need three legs which is the third leg the stick huh? and then uh, he says the first 20 gone last 20 gone in the middle 60 years left in that in that 30 years goes in what 
sleep. And then 30 left. In 70, 30 left. Then he says that money is so sweet that it is, uh, the, is sweeter than what? Money is sweeter than honey. honey. Even at the cost of risking unknown lives, they are, want to earn the money. So like that, even that is gone. And then he says that in the, in the, in the, in the family life, the husband, the wife is so dear to the husband, he remembers her constantly because she satisfies in a solitary place, he's very attached to her. And also the children who speak in broken language, uh, he, they, their pictures are within the core of his heart, he's remembering them. And he's also attached to the old parents uh, and also the daughter is very, very dear to the father. Even after marriage, she's sent to her husband's house, still he's in his mind. Huh? And also, the household paraphernalia, the TV, the fridge, the dining table, the beds, everything, the householder gets so attached to all these things just for the satisfaction of two important senses. What are those two important senses? The tongue and the genitals. Huh? Like this, he becomes imprisoned like a silkworm gets trapped in the cocoon like that. Not knowing the real purpose of life. Although he wastes all the time in his life, but is very, very careful in seeing that not a single farthing is wasted with mismanagement. Hmm? He is giving, ascribing so much value to that money and money is so insignificant compared to the time. Huh? Because money, when we die, we leave everything and go. But the time, we uselessly spent, even a moment spent, cannot be purchased by millions of dollars. Chanakya Pandit says, even a moment spent uh, without, uh, in proper, uh, in a useful way, it is like, you know, cannot be purchased from, by millions of dollars. In Bhava Bhakti, in Nectar of Devotion, Rupa Goswami tells eight symptoms of Bhava Bhakti. In that one of them is Avyartha Kalatvam. A devotee is very, very careful about how he is investing in time, his time. How he is investing his time. Very, very careful. Ayur Harati Vaipam Sham Udhyanastan Chayanaso Tasyate Yachananita Uttama Sloka Vartaya. Ayur Harati Vaipam Sham. Both by raising and by setting of sun, how is it affecting our lives? A day in our life is gone. Gone, huh? So that we are going, approaching more and more and more and closer to death. Huh? So, but people, Uttama Sloka Vartaya, those who are constantly engaged in Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, hearing, chanting, glorifying the Lord, for such people, the time will not exert its influence on them. But for other people who are engaged in material activities, they, they'll be like this. They'll be eaten by the serpent of time, no? They'll enter into the mouth of Kala Sarpa, no? He'll come and devour them. Time and tide waits for no man. Krishna says, Kalosmi loka kshayakrit pravruddho Lokaan samahartha miha pravruddhaha Rithipitvamna bhavishyanti sarve evasthita pratyanikeshuyodha He says that Kala, I am the time, I am the great destroyer of this world. Huh? Mrutya Sarva Harascha Ham. 
he says in 10th chapter 34th verse mrutya sarva harascham i come and take away everything that you are too attached to mrutya sarva harascham in the form of death i come and devour take everything away so time and tide waits for no man i'll just read one one verse of sukadev goswami who he says in fifth canto the forest of material existence in that chapter he says one very important verse fifth canto 14th chapter 20th verse sukadev goswami continued speaking to maharaj parikshit my dear king sleep is exactly like a python sleep is exactly like a python those who wander in the forest of material life are always devoured by the python of sleep hmm? those who wander in the forest of material life are always devoured by the python of sleep being bitten by this python they always remain in the darkness of ignorance they are like dead bodies thrown in a distant forest they are like even though we are sleeping we are thinking we are alive actually we are like dead bodies thrown in the, in the distant forest because what is the value we are breathing but actually like uh, propa says we are flapping only na flapping dead bodies like that ha huh? that is what it is like so they are always they are like dead bodies thrown in a distant forest thus the conditioned souls cannot understand what is going on in life Hmm? what is going on in life they have no idea what is going on in our life so this is very once again i will read and then i'll stop sukadev goswami continued to speaking to maharaj parikshit my dear king sleep is exactly like a python those who wander in the forest of material life are always devoured by the python of sleep being bitten by this python they always remain in the darkness of ignorance they are like dead bodies thrown in a distant forest thus the conditioned souls cannot understand what is going on in life and also prabhupada is comparing here he is saying all the, this uh, uh, this book is all ex- this um, oversleeping the killer of sadhana is all the excerpts from prabhupada uh, lectures only taken and prabhupada says that those who sleep 12 hours in 24 hours and 50 years in 100 years they are compared to kumbhakarna <laughs> who is kumbhakarna the brother of ravana ha huh? kumbhakarna and also we will become owls hmm? or also polar bears also maybe <laughs> so thank you all very very much hare krishna any questions i can answer otherwise anirudh prabhu is here correct correct Mm. 
Yeah, too little. One should not eat too much, not to eat little. Natyashna tasti yogasti. Yeah, because of course, uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur used to also sleep only very few hours, and Goswamis, the Nidrahara Vihara Kadi Vijito, Chatyanta Dino Chayo. So the Goswami is like, you know, see, this is all like, you know, these instructions Krishna is giving to more like a practicing devotees, like, you know, overeating. One should, Krishna says in Gita, Natyashnatastu Yogos, Tinachaikanta Manashnataha, Nachati Swapna Shilasya, Jagrato Naivachaj. One should not eat too much, nor eat too little, nor sleep too much, nor eat too, uh, sleep too little. Because for a, uh, a practicing yogi, no, these things are very, very important. And also in the next verse he says, Yuktahara viharasya, yukta cheshtasya karmashu, yukta svapnava bhodasya, yogoba vatidukkaha. He who is regulated in his habits of eating, sleeping, recreation and work can mitigate all material pains by practicing yoga system. This is for people who are like, you know, practicing like that. But Goswamis, they were in trance, you know, they were, their level is completely like, you know, so they could do, this is a natural progression, that is what it is said here in this uh, magazine, that it is said that Prabhupada says that one should not sleep for more than six hours, and then he says that, uh, um, then that will be a natural progression, like, you know, one minute I will see where it is said be an automatic thing um, goes on one minute just so what happens is in the beginning we sleep six hours and as we go on advancing and we situate ourselves in complete like as we go on advancing and attain that more like you know deep state at that time we don't need that much sleep at all because, you know, we, uh, we can maintain with that uh, Krishna, so Krishna conscious that we can still maintain because they, Goswami slept only two hours and they used all other time for, you know, uh, writing the scriptures and all these uh, uh, books and all. Even Prabhupada also left, slept very, very less. Because he did so much austerity of sleeping very less, he could write so much and today we are able to... Uh, like, you know, everything is ready for us now. We have to only <laughs> uh, take it seriously and read the books. Huh? Sacrificing their own lives, sleeping very less. That's a, see, these are all natural progression. Uh, as we advance, we can reduce our sleep less and less and less and less. Even Bhaktivinoda Thakur, even though he was a householder, we say that we are householders, we cannot do that. But Bhaktivinoda Thakur was a householder. Huh? He did all, he used to come home at 6 o'clock and have his supper and sleep at 7 and wake up at 12 o'clock. Uh, people who are very serious in their business, they are very, very alert of time. How to utilize that time very, very efficiently. Even, like, even in the material field, we can see people who are in business, no? They sleep very less because they have goals to meet and they overcome sleep, you know. But of course, their theirs is like to attain material goals. But like that, you know, if anybody is very much serious in their business, of it could be Krishna conscious or it could be material, they sleep very less because they, even like they have given the example of Mahatma Gandhi, when he used to go from, when he used to uh, do uh, struggle for this uh, uh, bring independence. No, he used to sleep very less hours. No, He would sleep when he would go in the station. But other time he would use like that. 
So like that, you know, the, whoever is serious in their business, you know, they are very, very alert. Why do we need sleep actually? We need sleep only to keep our body fit, to make ourselves very alert. Huh? That is the only purpose of sleep, no? We need some sleep to keep the body fit, healthy, and also to be alert. Huh? That is the only purpose of sleep. Otherwise, not like sleeping a lot like that. When you, you enjoy that morning tranquil atmosphere, when you wake up at 3 o'clock, the whole world is sleeping and dreaming. And when we wake up, our dreams come true. Those early hour time management, and Krishna was a perfect example of time management. He used to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning when the crows would cock, they would know, the cock would crow. Kokarko! Those days, no alarm clocks. Kokarko! Even today, you can go to villages in India. In the morning, Kokarko! And everybody will know that morning, you know, they wake up. So, like that, Krishna used to get up. And all the queens, they used to hug and cuddle, and Krishna and they would. Krishna would get up and sit. And they would tell, Oh, why does this time come? This crow, uh, crow, no? Krishna is woken up like that. Krishna was perfect in time management. Krishna says in third chapter, I have no duty to perform. Name pastasti kartavyam trishilo keshakinchana nana vaptama vaptavyam vartaye vachakarmani. If I don't perform my prescribed duties, all these worlds would be put to ruination. I would be the cause of creating unwanted population and I would thereby destroy the peace of all living beings. Krishna doesn't have to do. He is supreme Godhead. He is Swarat. He is independent. Why does he need to do all these things? To set an example, whatever great action, a great man, whatever action a great man performs, common men follow. Whatever standards he sets by exemplary acts, all the world pursues. So this is why Krishna, he, first he gives the example of Janak Maharaj, then he gives his own example. If I don't perform these duties, he used to, like his supreme personality, his Pitahamasya Jagatava Matadata Pitamaha Vedyam Pavitram Homkara Riksama Yajarevacha. I'm the father and mother of this father, mother, and grandsire. No, he's completely his father and mother of everybody. Yet he wakes up in the morning and offers obeisances to his father and mother. Why does he does he have to do that? Definitely not. Just now I told you the uh, austerities of the body. Austerities of the body consists in Worship of the Supreme Lord, the Brahmanas, the spiritual master, the superiors like the father and mother. And also in regularly reciting Vedic literature, Krishna is only telling. And he is showing us the example. He is offering obeisances to his parents as soon as he woke up, wakes up. Does he have to do that? Definitely not. He is Swarat, he is independent, he is Supreme God. Why does he have to do that? But because he does that, because we see him and we learn from him, no? So this is the perfect behavior, right? Krishna as Supreme Personality of Godhead, six opulences and complete, Purna Bhagavan. Huh? Does he have to do all these things? But still he does it. He is a perfect example of time management, early morning time management. He can sleep as he likes. Why does he have to do that? So this is... <laughs> Supreme Personality of God is Bhagavan. Hmm? Thank you all very much.
What's that problem? Success? The symptoms of a preschool, because the trainers are, the trainers are um, looking for a place to meditate. Yes. Yeah, correct, correct, yeah. Correct. Correct. <laughs> correct, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because the, that uh, early hours uh, hearing and chanting, because the atmosphere is very, very peaceful, when we concentrate that, uh, like how, uh, like for example, these prachetas, they went to find a very peaceful place uh, to do their austerities, which is conducive for, advanced, for uh, the purpose they went there. So similarly, we also, in our Krishna consciousness, to make more conducive atmosphere to advance in our Krishna consciousness, the most uh, conducive thing is to wake up very early. Of course, the, again, Krishna says in Gita that we have to be very regulated. Regulation is very important. Like, unless we sleep early, we cannot wake up early. They also wake up. So what is the difference? Uh, Activities are same. Very why they are peaceful means because ours is uh, Krishna-centered activities. Because this is like uh, material activities, they can definitely be not peaceful. Like I said, nasti buddhi yuktasya, nacha yuktasya, nacha yuktasya bhavana, 
ಪರಿಣಾಮಿಂಗ್ is uh, what uh, is nectar at the end what is the nectar at the end is poison in the so like that in the happiness uh, in the happiness in the mode of goodness is in the beginning like poison but when we persevere and wake up early follow the follow the rules and regulations of waking up early and attending all the morning programs and enjoy the nectar of uh, the, all the 64 items that in bhakti rasamrita sindhu rupa goswami tells 59 items are covered in the morning programs when we uh, at, do all that thing we at, attain that peace of mind from within that early hours time manage what is how does how can we know that the person is peaceful what is the symptom yeah externally but by his actions by his actions so a person how who are, the consciousness of a person can be known by the uh, activities he is engaged in like you know knowledge knowledge is the discriminating factor there knowledge no knowledge of krishna of course <laughs> scriptures knowledge of the scripture krishna surya sama maya hai andhakar yahan krishna taha nahi maya radhikar so wherever there is krishna atmendriya preeti icha tare balikama krishnendriya preeti icha dare prema nama uh, since is engaged in krishna is atmendriya preeti ha huh? that is like uh, 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 in senses engaged in uh, uh, sense gratification is called kama and krishnendriya preeti satisfying krishna senses is called prema huh? that is the main thing and the activities external like you said two people may be going to ulwats and they may be purchasing purchasing potato they same thing they are getting down from the car this person that person they are driving taking the trolley and uh, buying the potatoes and putting externally they look the same so what is the is internally this person is doing for krishna's pleasure atmen for krishna's pleasure whereas the other person is doing for his sense gratification so that the what what is that uh, discriminating factor is that knowledge knowledge and uh, realize of course knowledge vignana and uh, realizations knowledge huh? knowledge and uh, practice and gnana uh, uh, and vairagya desire yeah desire is the root cause of course prasangam ajarampasham atmanam kavayo vidu Uh, ajata he says that lord kapila says that we are all attached to something we cannot be not attached to something huh? but to what we have to get attached huh? sadhus no that is that moksha dwaram apavrutam that was that is the one that will liberate huh? uh, otherwise what will happen prasangam attachment to the material is the greatest bondage the same attachment when diverted to the spiritual uh, sadhus opens the doors of liberation no so these are the secrets of spiritual life you know to whom we get attached to huh? that, that that the platform of attachment is that is the thing no where we get attached to 
that will take us either it will be bind the biggest most uh, asa uh, asat sangha is our own mind <laughs> our mind is our biggest asat sangha ha huh? that is the one that is transmit taking us from one body to another transmigrating in different bodies ha huh? that is the one we have to look. krishna says udhared atman atmanam atmanam avasadayet atmaivahi atmano bandur atmaira atmaiva ripurat one must deliver himself with the help of his mind and not degrade himself the mind is the friend of the conditioned soul and his enemy as well hmm? the mind is the biggest problem biggest baggage 70 kilos when we go to india <laughs> that is the first thing we have to mind mind the mind <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's very hard not easy but krishna says with regular practice and detachment arjuna's that is the predicament of arjuna by constant practice and detachment it is still possible krishna didn't say that oh krishna arjuna it's okay yeah it's very difficult to control the mind forget about it he didn't say that he said but it is still possible by practice and detachment it is still possible he said thank you all very much hari krishna